Welcome to the Life with Magic podcast, your one-stop shop for encouragement, affirmations, and guidance for life optimization. My name is Magic Dyke, and I am a queer performance artist, professional life coach, and your host. Tune in every week for conversations about gender and sexuality journeys, performance art, mental health, self-improvement, and more. Before I get started with today's episode... I want to say thank you. I've had 200 downloads on Spotify and iTunes combined, and it's just been amazing to watch and receive all the feedback from the community. That's just been overwhelmingly beautiful. Like I've gotten so much love and so much joy and just beautiful reflections from other people. And it just makes me feel really, really good because the intention of this podcast is to share different stories from different members of the community and to highlight different issues, which may or may not be talked about as often as they need to be talked about. So thank you for believing in my vision and thank you for subscribing and following and commenting and sharing. Now, today's episode is a follow-up of last week's Getting to Know Me episode. I asked on my Instagram and Facebook for some questions and people responded. So thank you for that. I'm going to go down the list of questions and answer every single one of them because y'all asked some really, really good questions. First set of questions is from Anna, and I'm going to read all three of them and then answer them because they're kind of the same question, but also affirmations. So first question is, how are you so cute? Second question is, how are you so hot? And then the third question is, how are you so sunshiny? Well... I don't know the answer to why I'm so cute or why I'm so hot, but thank you for the affirmations. How am I so sunshiny? It's because I had to find a way to create light within myself because I often experience, um, this is trigger warning talking about my depression. It was 2016 is when I started seeing my therapist, but before that I had dealt with a lot of symptoms of major depressive disorder and I didn't have the vocabulary or the resources to get a diagnosis or the medicine so it was a it was just me coping by myself and being sunshiny is what helped me help myself so I had to find a way to create the light within and I guess that's just something that stuck with me even after you know my therapy and getting new tools of coping and starting medication. So being sunshiny was an answer to just me getting tired of the darkness. And then I have a question from Shartina5. It says, style evolution. My style evolution is really, I've gotten from, I've gone from dressing to what I feel I was supposed to be wearing, like, I don't know if that makes sense, but dressing in a way that was adhering to the social norms to dressing in whatever makes me feel comfortable. So my evolution has just been an internal one. Hopefully that makes sense. You know, like when you go from, oh, I'm supposed to dress like this or, oh, people are going to stare if I am shopping in the men's section or people are going to stare if I'm wearing certain clothes like that used to bother me a lot when I was younger But the older I got, the more I evolved into a being that didn't really give a fuck about what people had to say about them. And yeah, so I would describe my style evolution as an internal journey that reflected the more and more fucks I gave. Oh no, the less fucks I gave. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that makes sense. The less fucks I gave and the more confidence I had within myself. The next question is from Fabulous Views. It says, what is your next bucket list international location to perform in? Huh. I really want to go back to the Cocoa Butter Club. Like in London, that was one of the best experiences that I've ever had. Like starting from being in a lineup of just black and brown folks to being backstage where there was just so much love. Like there's so many memories that I hold near and dear to my heart from London because the beauty of the community out there was just something that I had never experienced before. So if I could go anywhere internationally, I would go back to see my London fam. Thank you for that question. Like that just triggered beautiful thoughts and beautiful memories. So I'm just like smiling from ear to ear right now. And the next question is from Lynn Banks. Hey, boo. Lynn said, in a perfect world, what does your ideal life look like? Well, my ideal world is basically post-corona, like no more pandemic, no more quarantine. I get to be out and about with my community members. Like I miss being in clubs. I miss being in spaces with you and people like you, like my, my whole chosen fam. Like I haven't seen people in so long and I never thought that I would miss going out to bars and stuff, but it's more so I miss being in community with the people that I love. So my perfect ideal world is no more pandemic. Everyone is wealthy, including like my family who's back home, who lives in poverty right now. Like as corny as it sounds, like I feel like saying world peace is corny, but like I just envision a world where we don't have to fight for our rights to exist. I envision a world where we like the LGBTQ plus community, it's like, where we just live in peace. So hopefully that will be a reality one day. And I hope that I'm alive to see it. The next question is from Amir FF555. And the question is, well, it's a comment. It says, my dream is to be like you. Well, thank you. Oh, I, you know what? I want you to be better than me. I want you to take all the life lessons that I share and use that to elevate yourself to a position where you are, you do more than me. I don't know what it is that you see in me that makes you want to aspire to be like me, but that's a very humbling reflection. So thank you for seeing greatness in me. And thank you for seeing that worthiness of, you know, aspiring to be like me. Thank you. Next question is from Carolyn, Colorado. And it says, how did you come to know that you are light? That's a really, really good question. Like y'all have, y'all have some really awesome questions. How did I come to know that I was light? It was a matter of sitting in the darkness, you know, and then surrounding myself with light beings. I believe that the world is a reflection of who we are as people, as individuals, the people that we surround ourselves with are often just reflections of our needs, our desires, our soul beings. So I've lately been finding myself around people who just affirm the fuck out of me. 
So I came to know that I was light when people around me started affirming me and started seeing the light because it took me a very long time to see the light within myself. So yeah, that's my answer. I started to recognize that I had light within me when people around me started to affirm me. And then once I started seeing it for myself, I started passing on those same affirmations to others who may or may not have been witnessing their own light. And the next question is from written in concrete. It says, how long have you been doing drag? What got you into drag? So the first part, I've been doing drag for three years. I started in February, 2017. Yep. That was my first time on a stage. What got me into drag was my therapist telling me to go out and make some friends. Like the whole story is basically one day I was sitting in my therapist's office and she was like, you can't keep living in isolation. You can't keep living like a life hiding from the world. I know that you have general anxiety and you have social anxiety. You go through your depressive moods. But if you want to fully experience life, she told me that I had to start going out and finding like minded people. So I went to a bar that had a drag performance um, happening and then I fell in love with the art form. And then it's so basically that's just how I jumped in by challenging myself to, to try something new, to go out by myself as an introvert, you know, going to a bar by yourself is really, really scary, but that's what I had to do in order to discover the things that I loved. And the next question is from Katiala Ochango. It says, what was your childhood like? And when did you start exploring your sexuality? So for those that don't know, I was born and raised in Nairobi, Kenya. I came to the U.S. when I was like 10 or 11 years old. So my gender exploration journey did not start until high school. Yeah, it was around my high school years is when I really started to dive deep into like my internal self. But my childhood was very, I don't know, it, it was, it's a mixed bag. So there was a lot of traumatic things that had happened to me in my childhood. And then there were also really, really happy memories. So I try my best to hold space for the happy memories and to like keep those close to me because that's what I want to hold on to. Like I remember growing up in the city, we didn't have much because we, like most families in Nairobi, we lived in poverty. We lived, I lived in Dandora, which is basically one of the biggest slums in the in the world I don't know if it's in the world but like I lived in the slums of Nairobi I didn't have much so just right off bat you know my childhood was pretty rough and then when I came to the U.S. it's, it's like when I kind of started my bloom period so it was like I started to see myself outside of the lens of poverty I started to see myself as an individual I started to see myself as someone who had a mind of their own so I started exploring my gender journey when I was like I want to say my senior year of high school is when I started like asking myself like am I a lesbian am I gay am I like what am I who am I and then yeah that that was pretty much how it started is high school I started dressing differently I started um dating women I started you know questioning my desires I started questioning my sexuality my gender identity I didn't know I was non-binary until I was 24 25 yeah when I started doing drag is when I started to really explore my identity like the depths of it and 
I realized I was non-binary when I finally had the vocabulary that described my essence, you know? It's like I knew that I was different my entire life, but I didn't have the vocabulary or the knowledge or the know-how to fully describe myself. And then I have a question from Ra the King Artist. Ra King the Artist. It says... Advice for navigating psychology of being queer, trans, and be in a world that says you can't be you. Wow. My biggest piece of advice is to, once you find your truth, stand firmly in it. The way the world operates is that you'll run into a lot of people that try to tell you who you can and cannot be. But once you know your truth, and once you become like truly firmly planted in it, it's harder for them to shake you. It's harder for them to like shake you to your core. Like at the end of the day, you are an individual. You were born perfectly, like in the sense of who you are in your mind is something that people cannot take away from you. Like who you are in this world is something that is unique to you and we need you. So the the psychology behind it is like, Obviously, we're impacted by the way that the world sees us, the way our family sees us, the way our friends see us, the way society sees us, or how we're treated affects our psychology. And once you know your truth, it becomes easier to navigate the world as yourself, which is the greatest gift to this world, your individuality. So hold, hold, hold on tight to the things that make you you, the things that make you feel special, the things that make you feel joy from within your identity is unique to you your sexuality is unique to you everything about you is exactly as it's supposed to be and you are an ever-changing evolving being and all parts of you deserve that love and you deserve to affirm yourself you deserve to feel good things about yourself so if you have not heard it yet i just want you to know that you are much much needed and much appreciated. I have a question from Baby Majora that says, what are some of the ways you bring magic into your life? Hmm. I bring magic into my everyday life by, I have. I currently have a list in like my bedroom that, that details all the things that bring me joy. I have activities, I have three jars, like I... <laughs> I drew out uh, three jars, one for my mind, one for my body, one for my soul. And in these like paper jars, I wrote down all the things that I want to do more of. Like for my body, working out, for my mind, meditating, for my soul, calling my mom. Like, So that's how I bring magic into my everyday life is by doing these things that I made a pact with myself to do more of. The next question is from Her Spiral, and it says, who are your gender-bending role models? The number one person that I can think of is Alok, and they are a beautiful, 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 I believe, non-binary being. And like, I'm just envisioning their Instagram right now. Like, I've never met them in real life, but I'm hoping to one day. Like, I just... Every time I think of them, I see these vivid, beautiful colors. I see fashion that's just like unapologetic. I see beautiful mind. I see their poetry. Like I see so much 
and they reflect a lot of the things that I aspire to do and to, to have and to be. So that would be my number one gender bending role model. Alok Menon. Alok Menon. I hope I'm not mispronouncing their name, but they are someone that I really, really look up to. And that is it for our questions. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence. It's because of you and people like you that I'm able to do this. Like, thank you so, so much for tuning in. And I truly, truly appreciate your presence here. I can't wait for y'all to hear about my next guest. I interviewed the one and only Crocodile Lightning, and we got a chance to explore how to show up for our babies and how to best be present as parents, caregivers, teachers, or people who have younger children around. Like we oftentimes forget about the little ones because we think that they don't take in the world in the same way that we do, but they also, they have their minds, they process things differently. But when we get down to their level, it's easier to understand and be present with them. So tune in next week, join me and Crocodile Lightning. And I hope that Even if you don't have kids, you can share it with someone who does have kids. If you think that someone who has babies might benefit, please feel free to share the podcast because Crocodile Lightning dropped a lot of gems and she dropped a lot of knowledge, a lot of knowledge that I know that I'll be using in my personal life as a caretaker. So I hope that you find something that resonates. Thank you once again for listening. I hope to have you here next time. Bye.